Hello, friends. Welcome to the Nugget Climbing Podcast. This is your host, Stephen Dimmitt. Will Bosey's back on the show. Will sent his third V17 a little over a week ago. He did Return of the Sleepwalker in Vegas. He's only the second person in the world to do three V17s. It's a really big deal, and I was super stoked to talk to him. I've been following him on Instagram and following his journey on this boulder. I was really excited for him when he sent and I actually got a chance to sit down and talk with him about the send this morning. I recorded this just a few hours ago. I wanted to get it out as quick as possible. This is totally uncut. I didn't edit it really at all, aside from trying to make it sound a little bit better for you guys. And that's what you can expect from these send alert episodes. These are hot off the press episodes. I try to keep tabs on all the guests that I've had on the show and what they're up to. And whenever someone sends a really hard project, I'm going to try to get them on the show as soon as possible and share all the deets with you guys so you get to hear about it. So that's what's going on in today's episode. It's 40 minutes long. We talked about Return of the Sleepwalker quite a lot and some of the other projects that Will is excited to get back to what's next for him. And I really enjoyed the conversation. This guy is full of psych. He seemed just giddy about his send and it was really fun to chat with him. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Also, if you want to watch the video of this interview, this is brand new, but I put the video on Spotify for patrons. So if you become a patron and head over to the patron feed on Spotify, you can actually watch the uncut video while you listen. That's something new. I'm trying it out. I'm curious to see if you guys like it. If so, I'll be doing a lot more of that. But go check that out on the patron version of the show on Spotify. All right, without further ado, here's Will. You're still in Vegas. Yes. Here for till next weekend. Okay. Had you did you have a predetermined amount of time before the trip? Yeah. So booked the trip for two months, I think, pretty much. Um and I had the option where I think like I would have been able to change the flight so I could have stayed a bit longer if needed. Um so like my thinking was like I'll two months should hopefully be enough time. But if I'm really close and I haven't sent and I can do what I did with Bird and, and just extend the trip and then stay a bit longer. But instead it's ended up that I've had like an extra two weeks where I get to kind of chill and go and try other boulders. It's just been super nice. Oh nice man. You're in bonus round. That's such a good feeling when you do the thing and then you have extra yeah. time and you can just go do all the classics. That's awesome. Exactly. So stoked for you. Congrats, man. I was very uh I had a lot of fun following your journey. I was really excited to see that you sent. I was surprised that you said, um, you know, your your Instagram post, you wrote, your mind was blown because you had no expectations coming into the trip. And I kind of wanted to start with that. I mean, did you train for this? For, we're talking about Return of the Sleepwalker, of course. Did you train for it? Was that your goal going into the trip? Um, you just tried to not have expectations because you hadn't tried it before? Yeah, so there's like, I guess, two parts to that. Firstly... It's uh, Return of Sleepwalker is sandstone. I basically never climb in sandstone anymore. I know. Um, How did you do that? Like, it's super famous for the, the like, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's um, it's weird, but it's, I don't know. I just, I, I'm just, just climbing limestone all the time now. Um, 
and then it's really famous for the crops like sloper move but and so i was thinking right sandstone not a rock i climb on slopers not something i really train on or climb on often at all and um, so i was thinking i'm probably not going to do very well on this boulder so i was like i'll book a really long trip and then hopefully i'll be able to train on the boulder do well and hopefully get like at least a stand start done so it really surprised me coming up and then actually sending the stand start in just three days that like that, that was really surprising um and also the plan was to train for it but I was like, first I'm focusing on Excalibur, Stefano Gazolfi's route in uh, Arco. And I had like October and into November and then end of November and December. I was like, I've got two trips, both quite long. I'll hopefully be able to get that done. Then a mix of just like terrible weather, really bad skin, and maybe just not quite being strong enough. It just, yeah, that didn't come together. So then I actually only ended up having like three weeks when I was back over Christmas to train for Sleepwalker. So I didn't really specifically train until right at the end. So mm. I was, yeah, I was quite nervous coming out. Yeah, three weeks is nothing when you're talking about training for one of the hardest boulders you've ever done in a style that you don't normally climb in. That's no time at all. Um, yeah, and I think I suppose the one thing to add to that, though, what did surprise me is the boulder fits my style a bit more than I expected. And the, uh, the crux is all about this left-hand undercut. The, the sloper itself is actually quite good. It's got friction. It's got like a ridge edge to it. So when you hit it, you don't really come off. But it's all about having the undercut well and being strong. And undercuts is something I'm actually good at and I mm. do really like. So that, although it's like not that crimpy an undercut, that definitely like played into my strength a lot more than I thought it would. Mm, yeah, I think we talked about drop knees and undercuts in, in your dream your dream boulder last time. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, I want to I want to elaborate on that a little bit, though. I, you know, I thought we might talk about this later, but um, I'm so impressed with how well rounded you are. You know, you've done three nine A's now, all quite different. And this one, especially, like you said, you haven't climbed on sandstone much. I was like, how the, how did he do that? Where, <laughs> what would you credit that to? Um, aside from, okay, it's more undercling based or undercut based than you had, had thought. And that's one of your strengths. But um, how would you explain how well-rounded you are? Because it seems like you do a lot of board climbing and fingerboarding. And um, I wouldn't expect this one to kind of be within the skill set that you've that you focused on because you climb on tiny little crimpy limestone things so often. So yeah. How would, how would you explain? Yeah. How well I'm not sure. You are? I think, I think in general, like boulders more in this style, probably I get shut down on, I think. So I was very surprised in this one. Um, I'm not really sure if there's like any reason as to why. I mean, I suppose coming from the comp scene, you have to, train and do everything but like in recent years i have very much been focused more on just crimpy board style problems in training especially uh, i suppose the one thing that probably uh like contradicts that is the the board that's at my like local gym by my parents house in edinburgh uh alien block there's this board that like i always help set and it's 30 degrees so it's not that steep but all the holds in there are like 20 25 years old they're from like the original <laughs> gym that was like the predecessor to this one so they're all uh they're a mix of like tiny like ratty crimps or like these really open pinchy slopers which because they're so old they have no friction anymore they're like almost like feel like glassy so you have to be like pinching super hard and i always enjoy the pinch boulders and train on them too as well as the crimps so 
I guess that's hopefully helped. Um, but for sure, when I'm mostly in Sheffield and training, I'm like more on the crib lines than anything else. I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. I guess, I guess it Sleepwalker does only have like three holds that aren't so crimpy. Like you have that left hand on the cut, you then get the intermediate pinch, which is really bad, and then the sloper. But other than that, most of them are actually fairly, fairly edgy. Okay. <laughs> did you uh did you end up using any of the finger locks i remember you had a post where you're like i found three finger locks on sleepwalker or return of the sleepwalker and i uh, think this is gonna help did you end up using any of them yeah i found so many in the end and i think they're good there's a lot that are really nice but are probably not in a position that would help the sequence there is one which i think would make a difference so you do the first two moves the same um but then instead of either going to the shoulder as what Daniel did or what I did which was going to like a sloper and putting a heel and then reversing this the shoulder as an undercut you could go straight to that hold but like as a finger lock where it jams and it does jam really well and you'd be able to go straight to that which would mean an easier move there uh, and then you can just walk the feet up which I did and you can go straight up so you'd skip two moves and it'd probably be like an easier they'd probably both be easier moves the only setback is the the lock is like good on the the right side but on the left there's like a spike that goes right into kind of where the tendon is mm. and i don't know i never really do finger locks so i just it hurt really bad and i wasn't confident enough to be to know that it wasn't going to just injure my finger if i tried mm. it yeah but like i did the moves like it, it does work and i feel like it could be a good way of doing it but i feel like you have to have like a pretty good level of jamming to actually be confident enough to make it work and not to like mess up your game <laughs> maybe it'll maybe it'll be pete whitaker's first v17 or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> well man how um how did it feel to start climbing on it because uh you know you go into the trip try to have no expectations day one i watched your video of uh of the stand of sleepwalker and you said your your goal for day one was just to do all the moves and then by day three you've already sent the thing so yeah. Was it surprising? How did it feel to to start trying this the stand? Oh yeah, very surprising. I mean, it was incredible. Being me, I got lost on the way to the boulder. It's everywhere <laughs> I go, I get lost. I can't help it. <laughs> Red I, rocks I is confusing and tricky. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 I've decided is um the guidebook descriptions for crags should be written by people that have only gone once rather than the developers. Because <laughs> the developers know where the boulders are, right? Uh -huh. But it's it's people like me that need the help. Um, but yeah so just so excited to get there and just it like when you it looks as impressive when you get there as it does in the videos so i was just so psyched in the first session yeah just just trying each move just trying to work it out basically i had um, nathan williams there almost every session as well and because he's got all the beta down as well it's like mm -hmm. so useful i was able to basically get a lot of the micro beta straight away from the first session um, which I think probably made quite a difference too. And yeah, the first session went really well. I linked the top half, I think, together, and I wasn't so strong on the bottom, but I think the bottom half of the boulder is like very movement-based. So every time you try the moves, you just learn it a bit better and it gets like easier and easier. So by the second session already, the bottom felt like way better. And yeah, I like, got quite close to sending on the second session, which was crazy. <laughs>
Yeah, your timeline, <laughs> your timeline's wild. It's just like day one, trying to do all the moves. Okay, did all the moves. Day two, wow, huge links, amazing. Day three, oh, sent it first go. And those are all like, you know, it's like climb day. It looks like climb day, rest day, climb day, rest day. And just, you know, a few days after you got there, you'd already sent the stand. Um, how much harder is the sit? Yeah, the sit's a lot harder. It's... um I think the beta that I did, so that like weird heel reverse undercut rather than the Gaston is easier than what Daniel did. Um, but I think the, the crux of the boulder all comes down to the sloper move. Um, so, but the reason it's hard isn't that it's just like a big physical move, which it is. It's the left hand undercut has some of the worst friction out of any hole I've ever felt. Mm. And when you do the stand, you do two not so bad moves and you're like on that hold ready to do the double one. so you've got you're still at chop in your hands it feels really good when you come from the sit you get there basically kind of a little sweaty it's shot like frictions just drops off a cliff and it gets so much harder because you have to mm. do so much more to be able to stay on the wall so the like the reason the sit's harder isn't that the moves necessarily like add a lot of pump because it's didn't feel so much like that it's more that you just get there you're a little more tired but the friction's just gone mm. um and that's what just makes the move go up like two grades probably like the difference is is wild <laughs> so yeah the the stand itself because it, it the stand especially feels like it comes down to that one move because you're so fresh if you stick it you feel like the last i guess it's four moves if you count all the intermediates you can kind of reason out that you do them most times um, or it'd be like a 50-50, like you might miss a hold, but if you hit them, you'd probably do it because you're not tired. Whereas a sit, you end up having to like try so much harder on the silver move. And then because of that, you're tired. And every one of those moves after, you could for sure drop. Mm. So yeah, I think it really changes it. And it's like a weird thing to explain if you haven't tried the boulder. Mm. Just because no, that makes sense. Yeah. Like normally you're like, oh yeah, I'll be more tired. Yeah, I'll be a bit more sweaty once you've linked into something from a sit. But this is like on a whole other level where it's just this hold just becomes completely useless almost. Mm. <laughs> like the first couple of times when I tried from the start and getting there, and because I wasn't quite as efficient as I was in the end, I would you would like I'd get the undercut and just have absolutely no hope of continuing. Mm. And like you try and do the first move to the pinch, this intermediate move, and you just be like just straight falling out from the wall or like exploding off the hold. Yeah. How, to what extent did it come down to conditions? Did you have perfect conditions when you sent it? Yeah, yeah. Um, conditions on the boulder are really weird. It's really hard to explain or work out what's good. In general, through the trip, I had pretty good conditions. There were a couple sessions that were really bad, but that's because um, of all the rain we had had. Like even after, because the boulder's in the wash of the river, um, it could be like a week later and there'll still be water running through the river. So mm. the boulder's completely dry, but because it's right next to where the river is, it just like feels really humid on it wow. and it'd be really bad. Yeah. But there were three sessions where yeah, three sessions where I had perfect conditions. One where I did the stand start, one which was perfect for warming up, and then it like dropped off a cliff, and then one for the sit start. Mm. And basically the wind always comes down like through the mountain through the valley which it's in and then out towards vegas but when it's about to rain it like it reverses the wind comes from the sort of like flat warm 
air brings this sort of heat, which makes the rock in the cold, like, I don't know, weirdly sticky. So you have this window of like two hours before it rains, I think, where it's incredible. Ah. And it's the same. So when I did the stand start, it literally like was started raining as soon as I was on the top of the boulder, I think, <laughs> like light rain. Mm-hmm. And then there was that session I warmed up. And me and Nate were warmed up like, oh, my God, it feels incredible. And we were like, so ready for the session. And as soon as we warmed up, it started raining. And we we're like, oh, like we have to we have to stop that. Damn. Like so disappointing. And then for the sit again, it was it I think half an hour after I sent it started raining. So it was like enough time to c- come down, quickly get on the boulder to the right of it as well, which I'd been wanting to try but holding off. And <laughs> yeah, then after that it just like started raining. But I think that's the best conditions. Hmm. I I love Climbing just, there's so many things we learn as climbers that no one else would ever pay attention to. You know, I just, I love that. You're like, oh, before it rains, the wind reverses, you get this weird humidity, sticky, damp thing, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's just, no one else hiking in Red Rocks has ever paid attention to that, you know? No, probably not. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Um, I've always thought, you know, you're talking about sticking the, stope, the sloper being the really hard move and the, the four moves after that not being as bad. I've always seen videos and thought the bump to the crimp looked so heinous. It looks like it's so precise and kind of blind and it's just you can barely fit your fingers and you're trying to crimp on something that, you know, you can't really close your hand because of the angles of the wall and stuff. Um, what is that move like? How, how was that one for you? Yeah, I mean, I I guess this is something I can't really comment on as well, but like, I suppose because it stands on there's the potential that slot has changed over the years. Um, to, but the move itself is fine. It's really easy to mess up. So like, because it's super blind when you're under the rock and you're like fully extended, you can very easily miss it. And normally if you're just a little off, you can hold on, but it makes the next move like absolutely desperate mm. so like hitting it right is absolutely key and that's like quite hard to do but it's only like a four inch bump or something so it's not that hard it is but it is really easy to mess up on the go i did the sit i am um, i i missed missed the bump but i was on it enough i could just hang and what like uh nate had worked out which i was able to eventually do as well is when you match into sloper, you can like with a toe hook bring your weight really under the hold, and then you can readjust the crimp, mm. which then means the last two moves you can have a really good shot at, which like completely changed the game, I think. Mm. Whereas if you're like just doing the bump, hitting it wrong, and then having to continue, that next move is crazy hard. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, like contingency beta. <laughs> yeah, that's really yeah, great. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what did you do during all the bad weather? It seems like, you know, your first your first few days, your first few sessions to do the stand were reliable. And then, you know, I was following your updates. You had like whole weeks where you wouldn't try the boulder for a week. Yeah. Um, are you climbing on other things because you're just waiting for that river to dry up? Or are you climbing in the gym? Or are you just resting and waiting to try again? Yeah, it like wasn't climbing anything at all. Like everything was pretty wet. I think the fastest trying stuff here is probably the craft boulders because they're exposed and in sun all day but i basically yeah there was like two weeks i guess where it was like just pretty bad weather the entire time i think it was like after the first week it was like you could climb the weekend and then it rained again and it was like the next whole week was out so i was in the gym quite a few times just having like light session it was quite nice because i was able to get on the fingerboard and um, because i was quite worried trying this boulder that i was going to get like my fingers were going to get weaker in the crimp 
so it was quite nice to actually have like a little like recruitment couple sessions as well in the middle but mm. yeah it was really frustrating didn't do too much we explored vegas a bit which is intense <laughs> going vegas. around into the strip and seeing yeah. some of the casinos and like roller coasters on top of buildings and, <laughs> yeah so it's a crazy place but, it is yeah um yeah uh yeah didn't do too much really did quite a lot of walking around looking at different folders that's oh it'd be cool to come back and try this but mm. yeah i i think in total i climbed like four or five boulders if you count the like stand and the sit or something <laughs> i basically just didn't do anything else when it okay was, especially like when it was wet i was sort of just in the gym yeah so that's interesting so you did some hangboarding to keep your recruitment topped up otherwise it sounds like you kept the sessions you know on the lighter side so you're not fatigued from them um do you think those breaks helped that was something i was curious about i'm, I'm sure it's frustrating because you just want to get back on your project but and i haven't talked to daniel but i was I'm so like confused and amazed when some of these amazing, you know, top level performances get done when the climber's just going day on, day off and trying the same thing every single time. You know, it's like, I don't know if this is a good comparison, but you, I would never like do a hard, you know, deadlift session and then take a rest day and then deadlift again, you know, and climbing is different. But I, for me personally, I always feel like I'm more fresh for the boulder if I'm kind of rotating between different types of climbing days and not just hammering the same thing. Um, how do you feel about it? Did, did those rests, those breaks, did it help and keep you fresh for the boulder? Or do you think you would have done it faster if you'd had better weather? It's a really good question, actually. Um, and I think for like for some of, the, some of the weeks, it was really nice because the one thing, that slot move that we were just talking about, it destroys your nails. I don't know if you've ever like been on the speed wall, um, but when you do like the speed climbing and every hold you're like just grabbing as fast as you can, you like scrape down the wall and it mm. like kind of chips up and then makes underneath of your nails bleed. This move did the same thing and it was huh. like it would get me so painful all the time, like touching anything. So when you'd have like a week off and they'd heal a bit, it was actually kind of nice. But the thing with this boulder is it's so movement based that like the sessions build on each other. So having the rest could be quite good but it would definitely like set you back a session and then it would feel like you'd need to have an intro session to get back to where you were but then the next session again would be way better so it felt like the rest was okay as long as then you had like a period of a week or two where you could have like some consistent sessions to build back into it um i guess yeah the one thing i don't know if it's like good mentally as well going to the gym because like they had this moonboard set that I've never used and I, I couldn't do anything on it. I got like completely shut down. I was like, oh no, <laughs> I'm not getting strong at all. But yeah, I think, um, I think for Sleepwalker having consistent sessions is good. Mm. I think for some boulders, though, it's definitely tough, especially because it will like get your skin in the same places. So if you're trying to rest your skin, you're always just getting the same and like cuts in your fingers yeah. and the same things feel tweaky. So yeah, it's, it's difficult, but I think it's, if you're close to sending and you know it can go and you just need like a little bit extra, then one rest day, it makes sense. But for sure, like having two rest days for me, like quite often makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. How was your progress? I mean, aside from the rest days and the, and the breaks with weather, um, it seems like it was pretty linear progress on the whole thing, the stand and the sit. Did you have any terrible days where you just couldn't, couldn't do some of the links or... Uh, or was it pretty yeah. linear? 
Yeah, I had like well, one or two sessions, I guess, which were really bad. But I still was like able to do moves, but I couldn't link, and the moves felt really oh. hard. They felt like harder than before. But that was in general after periods of rain. So it was like that first session back, and then the day, the next session, I would go back. It would feel way better again. So it was mm. like hard for one session, but never more than that in a row. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just because you kind of lose the movement. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. And how did it feel when you did it? Was it was it at the limit or did it feel really good? Do you feel like you have more potential? Yeah, uh, i answer that in parts, I guess. So the climb, I only took one rest day because it was going to rain. I was like, I have to go that day. Um, so I didn't feel 100% fresh. And pulling on, like, it felt like really good. Like every move was feeling pretty chill, like stuck the sloper well. I then completely messed up the bump, like I was saying, and like almost dropped it. I had to readjust like four to six times or something to be able to do the match in. Wow. Um, but then because I was able to like readjust off like the toe hook, I could then do that like final move and like did it perfectly. Felt kind of floaty, did the campus bump, felt really good, like matched in. Uh, it's like, yeah, I, I didn't feel like I was going to be at my limit, but then once I actually like did the mantle over, which is really chill, and like stood on the jug on the slab, I realized I was like completely out of breath. Mm. I had to take like a minute or two to be able to like get my breath back and then actually go up the slab. So I think, it, yeah, it was hard, a lot harder than it almost felt on the climb. Mm. But I think part of that's it's maybe not my like perfect style. And I'd like to think that if I had a project as well where I could put like way more time like multiple seasons in, I'd be able to like push it further. Yeah, that's exciting to hear, man. I hope you find that perfect project <laughs> so so what's next for you i mean you know aside from enjoying the rest of your trip I'm, I'm also curious to hear if you're trying any other projects while you're there or just enjoying your climbing and, and doing things that you can do really quickly um but you know now you've done three 9a boulders three v17s i kind of want someone to try to do all of them you know like are you interested in megatron and sudan soul um, you know, in Fontainebleau or, um, Charles Albert has a couple and it seems like Aiden's getting <laughs> close on, on something near his home. That's probably going to be in that range yeah. too. Um, does this, yeah. Has this changed anything for you? Are you, are you psyched? Are you on to the next or how, how are you thinking about what's coming next for you? So, yeah, I mean, I've got, I guess, a couple currently like open projects that I'm psyched on. So like, I really want to do Excalibur and Arco. Um, which I know is a route, but still pretty short. That's like something I'd like to finish off for sure. Um, I'd love to go back to the Czech Republic and try and finish off on Adam Andres Terra Nova, that like mm. limestone traverse, because like, right, like as it seems currently, I'm like, yeah, that I know I've only had eight sessions, so I've still got like room and I won't be able to comment properly on the grade till I actually link it all together. But it feels so hard, it's ridiculous. Oh, so that's, that's sick. Like, I love yeah, that you're psyched on that challenge. thing. That's that's so rad. <laughs> <laughs> no one else in the world is yeah. psyched. Will Bosey's going yeah, for really, it. Yeah, it's really odd. Like being out at Red Rocks, you'd be like, wait, why am I psyched for this limestone traverse? But I, for some reason, I am. <laughs> but yeah, so like, I'd like to finish those two off. And then I'd be super keen to check out Megatron. Um, I think it looks amazing. I think it should suit me well. It's heel hooks, crimps, and undercuts. Uh, so hopefully, I'll be able to come out again to the states maybe end of the year or this sort of time next year i guess nice like from this sort of time i guess when the snow's melting a bit that'd be cool as for 
the ones in France. I don't know, like um Big Island set, um I feel like I should go try a bit, but it's for sure my anti style like it seems more all me- it's like yeah. starts all with knee bars and then it's all like big slopers and toe hooks, which is all like not my favorite style of climbing. So I'm not the most psyched for that one, but I guess I should go try it at some point. Um because like the the original like Big Island is an incredible line. I had one session. I tried that when I was driving through to Spain years ago. We like stopped in front for the day. Um, did okay on it. I think I did a few of the moves, so it'd be cool to go back. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'd love to find like my own project. I feel like I was mm. saying this last time, but I, I did like a lot of walking, looking at boulders last year, and I just mm. couldn't find anything that I was looking for, unfortunately. Yeah. But, Hopefully I'll find something this year. Yeah, yeah. It seems um I mean the harder things get, it just it just seems like you're looking for a needle in a haystack, you know, to find that really hard inspiring thing that's also just barely possible. But uh yeah, but yeah I yeah, hope you find it. Very difficult. Yeah. Thanks. Do you think it helps you that you uh are trying roots still? Like you're you're more of a you're more of a root climber than a lot of the other top boulderers and you know, trying things like Excalibur um seems like it would would be really helpful for return of the sleepwalker for alphane for maybe megatron like a lot of these hardest boulders are just combinations of things right they're just long sit starts really long boulders putting hard sections together um yeah ha- has that helped you do you think to send some of these hardest boulders you've done i, I think so um I think in that like for some boulders as well they'll have like a hard start and like an easier finish but it's nice and to be like to feel fit that you don't drop the easier finish, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that definitely helps. And for sure, a lot of these newer boulder problems all seem to be short routes in a way. A lot of the like hard boulders that have been done in the last couple of years are bit, like even low starts, as mm-hmm. you say, like hard like combinations, adding stuff together. So I think it definitely helps, like having done more route climbing. Like Sean Rabatu, I guess, who's he first entered Elfane Megatron triple flunk he's like still super into the root climbing he was trying to scallop with me i guess as well a bit oh really and um, yeah i think he, he'd been out a couple of days um nice but yeah so like and i, I think he'd been laughing or something i can't remember but yeah so i feel like some quite a few of the boulders still are like pretty into the sport which helps um i definitely feel like I could be better at sport climbing though now. Like <laughs> you're a becoming a boulderer. Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> but for sure, like if I find like a the perfect project, I'd like it to be shorter. I think like the sort of burden style of just pure power moves is like the absolute best in bouldering. Mm. So that's probably which makes it slightly harder to find as well. Because it's definitely, I guess, easier to if you know of existing like hard lines and you're like, oh, there is a low start that's maybe possible. It, you know it's going to like work and it's going to be hard. But yeah, I think going out and finding something that's over like five moves long and knowing that it's just on that limit of possible is crazy. Mm. That's like, that's super cool. Yeah. Do you enjoy that? It's because it's, um, it's definitely harder mentally, I think. Like when you have a longer boulder, more sections to work on, it's just, for me at least, and, and it seems like for most people, it's so much easier to stay motivated. You can see little bits of progress because you can get, you know, you can feel a little better on a link or something, but on something like Burden or something similar, but even harder than Burden, it's like, 
cool, I've done this move before and then I can't do the move for, you know, five sessions in a row or <laughs> whatever. It's just kind of crazy making. But yeah, do you, do you enjoy that sort of thing? I mean, for like the, the burden process, when I was working originally on the replica, it was so fun. Going in, like, you'd feel like marginally closer to sticking the move. You're like, oh, I'm sure my hand like grabbed the hold that time rather than just like hitting the hold. Even though you're just like all straight off, and, like every session you're just trying to like, you're making like the tiniest gains. But like, I found that super fun and super motivating. You just have so to really zoom in. I think it's definitely harder because it feels like a slower process where the longer boulders as you say you're like oh yeah well i could do these moves so like today i'm gonna do this link and then i could do it from a move lower and then add a move on the top or there's like so many different ways to approach it you can always be like trying something new mm. but yeah it's like super short boulders it's just like right it's just gonna go get on this move and it'll probably feel exactly the same as the last thing but <laughs> gonna try <laughs> yeah. yeah and then i have to ask you i'm i'm sure uh a lot of people are curious about this and i'm sure it's a really annoying question but how does it stack up? Last time we had a pretty long conversation about uh, Honey Badger and um, Alphane and Burden and the grades of all three of those and how they kind of compared. So um, how does Return of the Sleepwalker stack up to the other hardest things you've done? Yeah, I feel like I maybe should have rewatched that. So I'm not going to just completely contradict myself right now. But, um, <laughs> well, I'll, yeah, I'll remind I'm, you. I, what, I, what I remember, right? and I haven't really listened to it either, but I think you said... Uh, Honey Badger felt like really hard 16 um, yeah. or AC plus. Alphane might be lower end 9A uh, or V17 and then Burden's like solid V17 or 9A. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm more on the fence about all of them now is the, is the problem. So <laughs> I kind of assumed going around and trying more boulders, it would like get easier to piece it together. But I just don't know because I feel like HC is a very like wide grade range and it's pretty consolidated. Most HCs, you're like, yeah, that's an HC. It's going to be really hard to do, but it shouldn't take that long. Like the, like in my head, it's like when I do HCs, it kind of feels right. Whereas like the HC plus and 9A, I can't really see much like difference between them. Mm. I feel like the grades are like, it goes from like this wide band of HC to then these two tiny bands. Mm. And I think what, maybe it needs to happen. Um, I feel like I, need to try, I need to go around and try more HC pluses before this, but I feel like potentially some of the top ones could come down. And I think the HC plus band just needs to be made a bit bigger so that it's like a step away from HC and a, like an obvious step before 9A. But yeah, so it's really hard to say. The way I see it, is like burden was still the hardest out of everything I've done by like a bit of a clear margin, but I also like kind of used the original beta, whereas I played around with that heel hook, which I know is like um Elias is very close to doing with the heel hook. And at the time I was like, it felt super low percentage, but I was like, oh maybe it is a better way. And then Simon used this new drop knee, which I didn't try from where he had his foot, and that looked good it like took a move out of the climb so mm. you're always, almost like oh maybe maybe that's not even as solid as we thought it's, <laughs> it's hard to say mm. and then like for return the sleepwalker i used this other beta which daniel did try and it was like his original sequence i think through and then he like ended up going for the gas stunt but to me the gas stunt is just so much harder um that i feel like it probably brings it down a bit i think the thing is i feel like we can see more people climb at this level trying them and then we can get like a bigger consensus going because i don't know what 
is like what's right currently but it definitely feels like it's there's something wrong in that they just feel too close together mm. um like the difference between hc plus and or like 16 and 17 just doesn't it doesn't quite feel like there's a big enough step maybe that's really interesting yeah i wonder that yeah will bosey just bringing them all down <laughs> no I, I don't know if it's about bringing them all down <laughs> or if we need to like take a lot of the hcs out into the hc plus range and like uh, make that smaller but like right i feel like they're just currently not in the right place yeah no that that's interesting i mean i remember um there was kind of a long stretch of time where everything that was maybe 8C plus just got called 8C. Like everyone was afraid to kind yeah. of take that next step. And, you know, and then like, you know, Daniel's uh, hypnotized minds ended up getting upgraded. I'm, I'm sure a couple others deserve yeah. it too. So yeah, that does make sense. It's kind of happening on both ends. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even from like, I guess my personal side. Uh, so for the stand start for Sleepwalker, I took a, a 15 instead of 16 for that. Um, but like I could be wrong on that and thinking about it I was like oh the thing is for sure it felt easier than some of the boulders that I've like previously downgraded as well so the one that there was a uh, Aiden's boulder in Wales Isles of Wonder Sit I took 15 for that instead of 16 but I'm pretty confident that that was harder than the standard sleepwalker so mm. maybe that is actually 16 maybe like I've just been a bit off and been too harsh in some things but maybe, but then again, maybe I'm right and it's the other way around. I feel like currently I just need to try more, travel mm. a bit more, and then hopefully it'll like make more sense. I yeah, know it's you're... not maybe the best answer, but <laughs> I think you're just you're just crushing. You're just absolutely on yeah. fire, and uh, maybe some of these things are harder than <laughs> you think they are. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's tough. Maybe, it's, yeah, it's tough when thing. like it's very hard to know. Yeah, I imagine like you know one or two other people have done these things um yeah and then you find slightly different beta that makes a big difference for you personally it's yeah it's just grades are so confusing and weird yeah yeah, yeah. Um, right on <laughs> how are you going to spend the rest of your yeah. time in vegas um i felt like completely destroyed having like it was weird like it rained straight after i said and pretty much or like half an hour after so i had time to do that one other line to the right but what was um, that one a wet dream oh so, uh, sick. 12. oh amazing I was like that's a dream people have been me. trying it basically the whole trip it's like super popular one there so yeah. i like i had all the beta and everything so i was able to get the flash which is uh, super happy with because just watching everyone have fun in it i was like oh, i really want to try that but <laughs> I, I was like just having to focus um <laughs> but yeah after that i felt we had like a week of basically rain so we couldn't climb anyway but I was just so tired. I felt like mentally, I think, drained as well, just from like mm. hard projecting. So I'm taking it, I think, quite chill the last little bit, not go too, too hard and just try and then treat it as almost like a bit of rest and then training, getting back into training so that when I go back to Europe, if conditions are good, I can get back to Arco or to Terra Nova. I, uh, I've checked out Trieste. I'd love to go and send that one. Um, and then, yeah, I'd love to go back and like there's quite a lot of just like lower grades or classics I'd like to go around. I'd love to check out the nest in Kintsugi as well, but mm. I think they've got like pretty savage walk-ins, which is for sure not my strong point. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll see. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you can't go wrong. you got lots of good options. <clears throat> it's interesting, isn't it? Like, it's interesting how um, 
when you're trying something really hard and you're you're really focused like that, you're almost like, I don't know, somehow your body just goes into overdrive. It's kind of like the same thing as when you're studying for exams or something and then you get sick right after yeah. the exams. It's like your body finally relaxes and you're like, oh, like I'm way yeah. more tired. I've been like digging, I've been like borrowing from the future to try to do this thing now. Yeah. And uh, it, it's it's crazy. Like you can really stay revved up like that for a long time. And then as soon as you do the thing or as soon as you decide like it's time to move on, there's just this crash. And I, yeah, I, I've experienced that too. I find that really fascinating. Yeah, yeah it's really surprising, I guess. I think mm -hmm. it's been different as well because like after everything, I didn't really have that. Like I went on and had like a really good end of the trip. But then like after Burden, because I came straight back to the UK, like three days after I sent, and I took two weeks off. I guess I didn't really realize it either. But yeah, trying to like go back out, like, oh, I'm going to try these sick lines and I get there. And I'm like, I feel destroyed after just walking in. Like, <laughs> it's actually climbing, you know? So yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's interesting for sure. So either Terra Nova or Excalibur is next when you get home, just depending on weather? I, yeah, I think so. Um, okay. I mean, if weather's good, then Scotland, there's a couple of projects I want to go check out realistically it'll be wet because for some reason it always is <laughs> yeah um i'd also be potentially keen to go back out to switzerland if it's possible and join the aiden trying that absolutely savage looking crimp line um is so i remember the, looking at that that midnight thing we tried it yeah the midnight project yeah which i can't like it's hard to even explain just how small the crimps are it's <laughs> It's really cool. So uh, I've I, yeah, I looked at it, but never tried it. So maybe it'd be fun to go and actually like check out. Nice. Yeah, it looks like he's just he he's so close on a couple real hard new ones. It'll be exciting to see what his next year yeah. brings. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. And for you, yeah. I'm well. Yeah, I'm excited for you, man. I really appreciate you doing this. Thank it's you. really good to to get you on. I'm gonna edit in you sending Sleepwalker and the green screen behind you. <laughs> Make this like <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, of course. Love to do it again when you send the next one, whenever that is. <laughs> thanks. Shake it up, stop when the clock gets there.